Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink fun fact listeners actually not so fun fact did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week Yep, that's right. The products we're using every day are ultimately contaminating our water supply, generating hundreds of microplastics that we end up ingesting. So Blue Land set out to do something about it by eliminating the need for single-use plastics in the products we reach for the most. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful, cohesive design that look great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Refills start at just $2.25. You can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. It's really a game changer because it's such a space saver in my crazy life. No more bulky bottles of liquid filling up my cabinets and my Costco cart. I love it. And you will love this. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this. blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash clink to get 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are... Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Hey, Gretchy. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm doing well. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm happy you made it. I did. All the way from the OC. Yeah, wasn't too bad of a drive today. Good. And I made you a Moscow Mule. You did? I know. So cheers to that, first and foremost. Even in a proper cup. Yeah. I'm so impressed. Yeah, you know, I do it like that. Mm. I'm like a bartender. So welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Of True Crime. You like that voice. I know you do. Mm-hmm. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we were going to be the hot housewife? Or is that in our next we episode? Oh, no, I think we talked about that in the next episode, which is coming out soon. We just recorded it, and it kind of goes along with our episode today. This is a special bonus episode, and I made Gretchen come up unexpectedly for it. Yeah, but I'm game. It's summertime. I know. So she's spending the night, and we get to drink more cocktails. Mm-hmm. The kids are all playing and together. I know. 
They're oh, nice. doing water balloons and shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I was telling Gretchen when she came over, she looked at my legs and she thought I had um, become a heroin addict. Yeah, they have. She has track markers on her legs. I went to a country club with my fancy friends. Oh, you did? I did. And I got 39 mosquito bites. Like here in the valley? Yeah. Well, Thousand Oaks-ish. Thousand Oaks-ish. Okay. And they're real bad and real itchy. And I had to call my other friend who was a doctor and ask her to prescribe me some extra strength hydrocortisone. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a real drag. Mm -hmm. It is not very good when you're going to have a suit in a bathing suit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what... That's what I'm up to these days. Well, hopefully those sores close because I just read this article about um, Baby Beach where I live in Dana Point. Yeah. People getting the bacteria infections. What kind? I don't know. Something that's like really bad and you have to put like really strong antibiotics. They say if you have any like open wounds near that kind of water, it's no good. Oh, that's real gross. It's super gross. And it's called Baby Beach because it's where all the little kids play. Oh, you cannot go there. I know. That's why you're here in my saltwater pool. That's why I'm here in your saltwater pool. Yeah. (laughs) It'll clean you right up. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, Sean's like, you need a salt bath or something for those to dry them out. And like, okay, let's just go in the jacuzzi. Yeah. Isn't that a salt bath? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that last night after hot yoga. You are so much more dedicated than me. I am. It was a 545 class too. You like that that little dig right there? (laughs) (laughs) Is that a dig? It's that I'm more dedicated to working out. I'm giving you a meal plan. I told you that today. I know. I hope you do. I am. I actually almost had time to. I think something happens when you turn 40 and I cannot wait until you do. (laughs) Because everything that used to work for me to lose weight does not work anymore. I know. That's why I said you got to go on keto. I really think that's like the only thing to do. I tried keto. Mm, I don't know if you really tried. I tried it for a month. Mm-mm. I did. She used too much MCT oil. It was bad. <laughs> it was real bad. <laughs> real bad. It was. But it didn't happen to me. So not cute. What happens when you have too much MCT oil? We'll leave it at that. Okay. And yeah. it happened to me three times, <laughs> and once in my sleep. <laughs> so. So sorry, oh I'm not God. on the keto train. <laughs> Just don't do it. <laughs> I swear. Oh my goodness, you guys. So how is your summer going? Oh, it's going great. Oh. I-, I had a party, you know. Oh yeah, you did have a party. Mm, by party, I mean I had a barbecue and I got a pinata. Oh, that's super fun. Reminds me, I need a pinata for my Havasu trip, so I need to ask. Yeah, my friend. kids are obsessed with pinatas. Yeah, it's really fun. Which is funny because, like, they're always so much drama. Whenever we go to birthday parties, it's like, does the pinata break too soon before they get a turn or, you know. Oh, like, I whatever. know. I mean, it's a situation. So it's kind of nice just getting one at your own house. Yeah, with, with just, a like, small amount of kids. Yeah, I like I that. I always thought growing up, because my parents would never get me a pinata, that it was, like, just for like fancy people, and it turns out they're only like twelve dollars. Yeah, they're not expensive. They're not. If you expensive go downtown, at all. LA. I know. I heard there's a place in Santa Ana. You can get this massive one for like twenty bucks. Last year, when I took the family to Havasu, we got a, a big like Budweiser one. Oh, perfect! It was so fun. I filled it up with candy, and then I did some like adult 
things like bandanas and oh my gosh some fun that's stuff super and funny. so all of my cousins that are in their 20s and we all did it was really fun oh fun. put a little couple little gift cards that we had so you know my aunt was real happy everybody's happy oh yeah it was really fun so what's up with you well I got invited to go to the south of France but you can't see my eye roll right now <laughs> We can't figure it out because, oh, I know, but we do have uh, drinks with Heather McDonald during that time. So I think that's worth it. Yeah. Heather doesn't care about the South France. She wants to have drinks with us. Yeah. I mean, she probably does care. She would oh, probably she would leave our asses for, for a trip to the <laughs> opportunity to go to the South of France in a second. For sure. For sure. But I'm not going to. But I'm glad you're not. Yeah. I'm so, so glad. Thank you. So we have that instead of going to Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know I love the Way gambling, better. so really it's uh, it's hard to pull me away from that. <sighs> I'm not addicted, though. I don't need to go to GA. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. No. No, no gambling's anonymous here. Yeah. I think that, well, I don't know. I don't know any... I don't know any gamblers that go to Gamblers Anonymous, but I think that it probably is real bad if you have money. I don't know any gamblers that go to Gamblers Anonymous, but I do know some that should. Yeah, I probably do also. I don't think so. I think I do know somebody in my family. Oh, I thought you meant you needed to. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, no, you don't. I go with $100. I know. (laughs) That's like my limit. And if I win, then great. If I lose $100, I'm real pissed. Yeah, I'm going to bring $100 to the horse races when we go. Oh, yeah, I will too. Yeah. That's a good amount. We're going to the horse races in a couple weeks. Not at Santa Anita. Oh, oh, my God. What is going on there? I don't know. I try not to read it because we're going to the horse races. I know. I told somebody that we were going to the horse races, and they kind of, like, looked at me sideways. I was like, it's not Santa Anita. And it's not SeaWorld. We're just going to the horse races in Del Mar. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. But maybe we don't tell anybody else that. <laughs> okay. okay, let's just keep it between us. Okay, yeah, okay. that's gonna work in our ten thousand <laughs> people listening. Um, what else for the summer? Anything? This is a bonus episode, so maybe we don't need to really talk that much. Okay, about our lives. Okay, you see, I put this in front of my face. I do. I. I have a paper that I read off sometimes just to let you guys know on the video it shows. No one expects you to keep it all straight without a paper. I know. It's really – there's a lot of information I mean, you here. you can't even be bothered to lock your car most of the time, Tab. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Gretchen comes in today. 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 She's like, you left your garage open and your gate open and your, your car, car door, door is open. I'm like, you sound like Sean. <laughs> She's like, you're going to get robbed again. I'm like, yeah, she totally is. Okay. Note taken. That's what I got to say to that. (laughs) Note taken. All right. So Gretchen basically lives under a rock sometimes. And I called her after my cruise and I said, hey, do you know this girl that's missing in Utah? And she said, no. And I said, well, two people have already sent me like notices like, hey, I want to see what you can come up with in this case. And so I told Gretchen to keep her head in the rocks so that I could do this bonus episode without her knowing any of the details, which I think most people out there do know the details just because 
it's a real high-profile case right now. However, Gretchen. I've been in mourning over Beth Chapman. I know. Oh, we should say that. So Dog, the bounty hunter's wife, Beth, passed away. It's really sad. And Gretchen called me crying, and then I had to call her 10 times that day just to make sure that she didn't commit suicide. (laughs) She's not lying. That's, I'm not lying. I know. I was like, are you still I'm crying? fine, though. Really, I'm fine. It's all good. But so I haven't been focusing on anything else except for what the status is of her memorials and such. Oh, is she going to have one? Close she already in had one in Hawaii. There's oh. going to be another one in Colorado. It was really beautiful. You could go. Is there a public one? Yeah. Mm. With all my free time, I'll be sure and get on that. Okay. Well, you do have a little cottage in Colorado. Yeah, but it's far. It's like five hours from Denver. Oh, okay. All right. So anyways, you guys, I know that you guys have heard of Mackenzie Lueck. She is a missing girl. She's from El Segundo. So she's from close to here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she goes to the University of Utah. So this is a very unfortunate story that has been developing in the past couple weeks. And I have been following it closely. Uh, It happened actually when I was on the cruise. So as soon as I got home, you know, like I said, a few listeners reached out and said, hey, check this out. At the time, I started looking into it, but there was hardly anything on this. It was like, hey, this girl's missing. We don't know where she is. She was texting and we see that she landed at the airport at 2 a.m. So her name is Mackenzie Lueck. The airport in Utah. Salt Lake City. Okay. Okay. She goes by the name Kenzie. She's from El Segundo, like I said. She's a typical California girl. Cute, blonde-haired. You know, like, when I see her, I think of, like, the Beach Boys song. I wish they attended University of Utah and the U that's what they call it what do they call UU they just call it the U oh the U I didn't know that thanks mm-hmm. for that information mm-hmm. that was not on anything I read so get me more info I'm obsessed with polygamy a lot of it happens in Utah <laughs> you're right it does <laughs> it does so Kenzie had flown home to El Segundo to go to her grandmother's funeral at a church for the Latter-day Saints which are also known as Mormons, right? You're very familiar since you just told me you like polygamy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes the Mormons like polygamy also. Well, the fundamentalist ones do. Yes. Yeah. Not not all of them, but yeah. Okay. So I'm going to speculate that at least Mackenzie had grown up somewhat Mormon. And if you... Look at her, and I don't want to be judgmental at all, but she looks like a Mormon girl. Like, okay. she looks very, you know, there's a lot of Mormons that are blonde and cute and... Like Elizabeth Smart? She looks just like that, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So she was flying back to Utah, and there's a report that she missed her first flight, which I'm hopeful that she did. Well, I'm not hopeful she did, but she landed after 1.35 a.m., and that's a for, like, a young college kid, beautiful girl, like... That's kind of late, I think. I would like to land a little bit earlier, even at my age and, you know, my ability to kick some ass. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
So this is on June 17th. She lands and she's seen on the surveillance video dragging her luggage and getting into a lift around 2.40 in the morning. From there, she's texting on her phone and then the lift driver drops her off at a park about eight miles from her house called Hatch Park. The lift driver was like quickly cleared because that was my first initial thought. Why did she thought. go to a park? Well, I'm going to get to that. Okay. But at first I thought this lift driver has something to do with this. This just doesn't make any sense. But it turns out that the lift driver was cleared and he said, you know what? She didn't look distressed. She got into another vehicle. She looked happy to see the person that she got in the car with. Okay. But he didn't have any more kind of information on what the person looked like or anything like that. So from there, she just kind of disappeared into the night. It took four days before anyone contacted authorities. Now, I think that's a long time. Yeah. I hope someone, especially a college student, would have figured it out before four days. But my assumption is that her friends may have, like, thought she stayed longer. And her parents probably just figured she was busy. She did text her mom when she landed. So I guess her parents just kind of thought, oh, she must be, like, busy. But the activity online with college kids is usually pretty active. Yeah. And so, and she was in a sorority. So I would think that somebody would have been like, where's Kenzie? Right. You know, before four days. But anyhow, on the fourth day, her parents, they contacted authorities and, you know, everybody was looking for her. So her sorority sisters started putting posters up. Everybody started, you know, texting and like, where is she? Where is she? Why? And then they're, you know, they had questions like you do. Why was she in the park? Why was she in the park at 3 a.m.? Why so far from her house? Why was she texting so late? Who was she texting so late? Right? Are you thinking all those things? Yeah, I'm thinking all those things. But I'm also thinking that those like millennial sorority sisters of hers are probably like so self-involved that they don't even look up for their phones long enough to realize their friend isn't there. Yeah, and you could be right. I think she's not a millennial anymore. I think that's past that. She's a something else. Hmm. But I know what you mean. We okay. love the millennials. We do? Yeah. yeah. Well, they help us with podcast stuff. Yes. And they listen to podcasts. Yeah. Dinghead. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday, June 24th, when we are back from Alaska, is really when the police make a plea. They ask anyone and everyone who has seen her to please reach out to them. They also claim that this was a technology case in which they think they just need to find out what is going on on her cell phone to find her. So on Wednesday, the 26th, only two days later, her Instagram had a first sign of activity. And it liked a page called Fatherless. Okay. Okay. So... I went on this page, and it is so disgusting. It's a bunch of raunchy women, like, showing their asses and doing whatever else they want to be doing. Okay. okay. I'll show you later, but. I got it. It's a know, gross you know, page. What? I got it. It's a gross page. Yeah. It's just girls doing, or, you know, what? I think it's somebody posting other people's photos because I actually dug a little well, deeper. it's in bad taste. It's called fatherless. I yeah. I mean, call it like hot babes 
yeah. whatever or something. I don't know. But it's like girls like that's like so gross. There was one girl that was pictured and I clicked on hers and it went to her actual. Oh, he they like photo credit it. Right. So this is this person. They tag the person that the photo is. And then I clicked over to hers and she has that picture posted and she's a cute girl from Malibu. And I'm like, really? You really want your picture of your ass on this fatherless site? Anyways, moving on. Although I don't think, and I'm going to just put it in right here, that it was actually Mackenzie going on to that fatherless site. You think it was? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. So that same day that that Instagram Instagram activity happened, the police served a warrant, a search warrant to a house about five miles from that park. Police claimed that the house was connected to the case. And, you know, I think you know from here, it's pretty bad. Right away, right when it happened, I was on, you know, like on the news looking at what was going on. And you can see them just going through the backyard. You know, you have like news helicopters. And then the police send out a notice to the public about a mattress and a box spring that was given away by the owner of the house. And they were requesting for it to be returned to the police. Now, that's like real creepy. Totally. And what if you were the one that picked that up? Ew. Oh, I know. So it has been noted that the mattress has been turned over to the police. And... Police find most of all of the connections to Mackenzie in the backyard. So they had burn pits, holes dug up, and they found human tissue that matched Mackenzie's DNA. And her items were charred, and I think part of the human tissue was also charred. Well, then why didn't they just burn up the mattress too? I I was thinking that also. And he lived in a neighborhood that had smallish houses that were close together. And, you know, she had a suitcase, so he had to burn that. I mean, there was a lot of burning going on. And the neighbors had also said they kept smelling this foul smell of burning stuff during those two nights. So maybe he thought if he burned a whole mattress that it would make too much of a disturbance. I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. So police collects, they collected bags and bags and bags of evidence to sift through and piece together in this super tragic story. On June 28th, only two days later, so they started like excavating the backyard and all that uh, on the night of the 26th, so on the night of Wednesday night, and then they arrested him the day of Friday, the 28th, which is just this past Friday. Yeah, Okay. And his name is Ayula Ajahi, I think is how you say it. He goes by AJ. So Ajahi, I think is his last name. And and we're just going to call him AJ because that's easier for me yeah, to say. I agree. He's 31 and they arrest him for the murder, kidnapping, and desecration of Mackenzie Luwak. So now you're wondering... Who is this AJ? Yeah. Dude. Like I said, he's 31. He was born in Nigeria. And according to his inmate record that I could find when they book him, he is a U.S. citizen, but he is what they call a naturalized U.S. citizen. You know what that is? 
No. It's where they become a citizen after, like they're not born here. You're not, you're not a. Okay. Okay. So that's what it says on his thing. So he, he must've become a U.S. citizen at some point. I really did some digging to figure out when he came here and when he became a citizen, but I can't find anything. So let me tell you the rest of him about him, and then maybe we can kind of come to a conclusion on when we think he actually came to the United States, okay? Okay. And and keep in mind, he's 31 years old, so he's not that old. He's not that much older than her. Okay. So he had a house, uh, the house that they were, you know, doing all their search into, that he rented a room out on Airbnb quite often. So his neighbors say that they always saw renters coming in and out of it. And they have interviewed some of the renters and they mm-hmm. say that he's a very kind guy. Okay. His record is not squeaky clean though. He had a rape charge in 2014 and the victim ended up refusing to press charges. And so they were dropped, which is like nauseating. I know. Like, can you just, he could have been in jail still. Yeah. He did attend Utah State University. What do they call that one, Grouchy? U State? Isn't it's different. The same place? No. Oh, one of University is- of Utah is the U. I don't know. Okay. Well, anyways, he attended University, Utah State University. They probably call it Utah State. Okay. Okay. U State. <laughs> On and off, but he never graduated. He worked as a fitness model, I think in a couple jobs, not very many. And on LinkedIn, it is said that he was an IT specialist for Dell, Microsoft, and currently a mobile tech for Goldman Sachs. He was known as like a computer geek. Okay. Okay. He was in the Army National Guards for approximately six months. And was discharged. He never went to like formal training or anything like that. So I'm not sure what happened there. But it doesn't seem like he was a good fit. No. Yeah. So from what the outside people, I would say his acquaintances or people that have run into him say is basically he's just kind of a computer geek. Okay. He was married for a short time to Tanisha Jenkins. But... She left him, and she told Daily Mail recently, in the last couple days, uh, that she went into hiding because he slashed her with a butcher knife and told her he would kidnap her. He slashed her with a butcher knife? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking a butter knife. I was like, why wouldn't he grab something better? But I guess a butcher knife Butcher knife is one of those big ones. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, scary. So she said she moved, changed her cell phone, and got the F out. Okay. Um, and she just said he has a hot temper. So, you know, that's his deal. He also wrote a book called Forge Identity. And let me tell you, I did read a lot of this book. Okay. And it's about a 15-year-old child that, I guess like 15 years old teenager, that saw a man burned alive and another family member that was burned in the same way. Did he have any experiences like that in his childhood? Well, he's from Nigeria. Okay. 
and we don't really know. Oh, okay. like we haven't dug that deep into his past and I'm going to let somebody else want to do that. I mean, I think the hard part is that he's not a U.S. born citizen. And so we only know what he's been up to since he's been in the United States. Yeah. Um, but in the book that he self-published less than a year ago. Oh. He has a 15-year-old boy who sees all these bad things. And I'm going to read um, a quote from the book that the dad says to the son. He says, you have a you have a choice, son. You can cry. You can give in to those weak emotions. And I'd understand, but that is not a strong choice. Or you can use the horror you just saw to strengthen your resolve and never be a victim, never bend to someone else's will and build armor around your heart to protect yourself. So then the book moves on to where this 15 year old kid meets a girl like the, his like first love. Okay. And they would meet in the park every night until one day she disappears. Mm. He's in the park waiting for her and he messages her, Facebooks her, texts her, and even says like snaps her, like Snapchat. And she just vanished. Okay. And then it goes on to talk about meeting people. See, these people are in Nigeria. Right. And then it talks about them, him starting this uh, chat with some American people and catfishing them, pretending that he's a woman and chatting with these American men and getting them to send money so that they can fly over on a plane and meet them. This is what it says in the book. Okay. And, and it says men would offer these fake girls flights and money. And the book goes on about the struggle of becoming a criminal and keeping up the criminal in him or to be a good person. That's what this book is about. Okay. It's a rough choice, but I say go with the latter. To be be a good person. person. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's the right choice. But on personal info, that is about all we have. Because like I said, he's not from the United States. I can't find out when he moved here, but he did start college in 2009, which would put him at 21. So let's just say he came here probably shortly after he was 18. Maybe he was 20. Yeah. Um, And there are reports that say the book is based on real events that maybe it is based on his life, mm-hmm. you know? And if it is, I mean, maybe he is suffering from the past. And this made me think of something. You remember our episode, Spirits, Love Spirits? I sure do. And the best friend, tell us about that. You know, the best friend did something Similar to Margaret Sanchez. Yeah. The best friend of Addie Hall. We talked about it. She, Addie Hall, was strangled and then dismembered. And the best friend picked up a hooker. And I don't know if she strangled her, but she dismembered her. Yeah. So it's real weird. Like, he's writing about these. Like, I don't know. We don't know yet 
Hal McKenzie had officially passed away, but he wrote about seeing somebody burned alive twice. Hmm. So I'm really worried about that. So we also know that he had contacted a contractor in April to do work for him in his house. He wanted to turn his basement into a soundproof room, hanging large hooks on the concrete walls above head. And he wanted a fingerprint lock, you know, to get in. Yeah. Which is real scary. Yeah, that's real freaking scary. He had mentioned his Mormon girlfriend was coming home soon and he wanted to hide alcohol from her. So he wanted it done before she got home. That's what he said to this contractor. And when the contractor asked what those big ugly hooks were for, he said it was to hang wine racks. And the contractor was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I can hang some really nice wine racks for you that don't look so hideous. Yeah. And the contractor was like, like feeling uneasy and well then he should have gone to the police i know but what do you say the police are not going to do anything about that maybe not in la but maybe they would in utah i don't think so it's like some guy wants a soundproof room it's like okay go fly a kite the contractor said he's that that aj said money wasn't an object he just needed it done fast and the contractor declined the job he called back the next day and said i'm too busy Okay. So we don't know if that job was ever done. Nobody else has come forward and said like, hey, I actually did that job for him. It was a it was a room right under his porch, his front porch that he wanted to build, like a basement type thing. I mean, when you think about it, it's God, it sounds real creepy to me. Yeah. So police have not given full details. But there have been multiple reports of what I'm going to tell you next, Gretchen. Okay. And I'm just going to say it. So police did say that AJ and McKenzie's phones were both pinged at cell phone towers near the park one minute from each other, placing them both at the park at the same time. Okay. And it's like the middle of the night. Yeah. It's 3 a.m. They're the only people there. Yeah. So that's how they knew... You know, they found him pretty quickly. And from the point that he meets Mackenzie, her phone stops receiving data. Like right after that. Which to me means he took her phone right away and turned it off. But he didn't turn his off because he's so, he doesn't listen to enough of this podcast. It didn't say that his didn't stop receiving data. Well, he should have turned it off before he went to the park. Yeah, but he needed to meet her. So he probably turned it on real quick to like, where are you? Right back off. So her phone stops receiving any data. And when police questioned AJ about Mackenzie, like, hey, do you know this girl? He said he's never seen her before. But, of course, after they confiscated his phone, they found pictures of her on it. Oi. He was the one that Kenzie was texting the night that she went missing. Now, it is recorded that Mackenzie met him on a site called Seeking Arrangements. Have you heard of Seeking Arrangements before? Oh, it's not a site. It's actually an app. It's an app? Because I tried to go on the site and it's only an app. Is this like Sugar Daddies? Yes. I feel like I have heard. Oh, you have. Okay. Okay. So this is 
a site for girls searching for sugar daddies and men seeking sugar babies. There's also oh, some you know sugar why mamas. I, remember, I know I've heard this before. Oh, why? Because I watched 90 Day Fiance. Was she on there? No, but sometimes they meet their fiance in like a far off land. Oh. From these like seeking arrangement oh. things. Okay. Yeah. So now for those of you who know what a sugar daddy means or does don't know what a sugar daddy means, it's a man older usually than the girl who pays for things for their sugar babies, who is the younger girl. Mm-hmm. And they have an arrangement of allowances, vacations, shopping sprees, cars. I mean, it can really get out of control. And in return, the girls do sexual favors for the men. They go yeah. out with them. They be their little girlfriends when they want. And they call these men their daddies. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember, Gretchy, that we know somebody that does that? Who indirectly. Do oh, we do know somebody that does that indirectly. I mean, we're like acquaintances. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. And she's been doing it for years. At years and years and years. Years and years. Yeah. And she goes on lavish vacations. She and does. Has really nice handbags. And she just opened a new business. You won't say what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where'd she get the money for that? I know how expensive it is to open a business. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and if you don't work, mm-hmm. it's coming from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we know that she was on Seeking Arrangements, and uh, her username on that was BeachBaby96. She says on this site, and I'm quoting this, it's something she put on it, let's go on an adventure and get dirty. I'm seeking a relationship that is mutually beneficial. Little Miss Mormon college student from the U? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sad. So in another Facebook site that's a closed group, and we always say we have a closed group, but I guess if you get murdered, it's not so closed. Okay. okay. So just an FYI. Don't get murdered. Yes, don't get murdered. Okay. Um, she was telling another girl how to be a sugar baby. Or an SB, as they call it. Okay. And she says, in quotes, mine says, I want a SD-SB relationship with a real connection. If don't know what an SB-SD is, tell them bluntly, sugar daddy and sugar baby. But if they don't know, they aren't really worth your time. The post states also, private message me if you have more questions. I have experience. Mm. And then it says that she has, um, she says, I have some experience on seeking arrangements, online only, Tinder, and I currently have two, LOL. So at this point, we know when she posted that, that she had two sugar daddies. We don't know who they are. And I went and looked on her Facebook and there's now, you know, nothing that you can see. And all of her family members, she has three brothers. And they all kind of just removed anything that the public can see except for some stuff in like 2016 family picture, like a profile picture. You know, that's what people do. Yeah. They don't want you knowing their life. But what she did not, what they did not hide were her Facebook page likes. So she liked a podcast called 
call her daddy. And before I told Gretchen anything that I was doing, I just said, hey, listen to this podcast. And I made it through like two minutes. How long did you make it? Like a minute. Gretchen, when she came here today, she was like, what the hell did you make me listen to that weird podcast for? And I was like, oh, you'll find out. Yeah, Um, I think it's worse than it's so dirty. It is so dirty. So this podcast has a shit ton of reviews and a five star. And it's two super cute girls. And they're very slutty, which I think is totally fake because no, they're not doing all the shit they say. And if they are, they're... You would see them walking around like... I just don't think they've thought it through how much this is going to like haunt them forever. Yeah. I I mean, mean, it's harder to hide this podcast than like a porno flick. Yes. You know, I know a former porn star too. You do? And it's haunted her her whole life. Yeah. Well, then I guess the podcast... Well, so anyways, these girls, they talk real dirty. I mean, real, real dirty. And their audience are daddies and girls wanting to know how to do more dirty shit. So they have... They talk about how they have foursomes, how to perform sex acts. One episode is called... Let me tell you what this one episode is called. I don't know if you look through the whole thing. It's called Let It Snow, It's Time for a Facial. (laughs) Okay, well, I give them points for originality. They are. That's kind of funny. I think the one I listened to was something about squirting. Oh, my God. (laughs) See, this is this. I mean, they're real kinky shit going on. I mean, and they talk like they do it all. I just don't buy it. I'm, I'm like, do you really? I mean, I don't think so. Why do they need to do it all? I think if they have a podcast with. Yeah. And they get they have like they're a making lot a lot followers. of money. Yeah. yeah. They're making a lot of money. And I think yeah. it's just shock value. Right. These girls are just saying this crazy stuff and yeah. people are buying it. It's like, yeah. come on, dude. You think that like hot chick right there is going down on five other chicks? I don't think so. But anyways, that was a, that's a podcast that she was interested in. And she was. So interested in it that she hashtagged it everywhere. Really? Yeah. Wow. She hashtagged it on her Instagram, on her public Instagram. I mean, it was. So then her family had to have kind of known that she was involved in some maybe oh, I was arrangement gonna... seeking behavior, you think? <laughs> so in this future episode that we're going to release on Sunday that we recorded, we just recorded it. Before I'm recording this one, well, we recorded a couple days ago, but we talked about that. Like parents, like, are you just not paying attention? Yeah. Like, wake the fuck up. Well, you said she had three brothers. I mean, they're usually oh yeah, maybe they savvy. They didn't. I don't know. It doesn't say. I mean, the family wants to probably keep this part of her life pretty on the DL and and the news media some people are picking this up but really not a lot like this this stuff is not you can't go to one news place and and find all this information that I'm talking about like I had to I had to read hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of shit to find everything that I am talking about good job thanks that's how I do it (laughs) (laughs) so it was reported on Inside Edition also that she had an Instagram account that I also went on 
and it was a private account, but I think everything just got turned private. Okay. But I wanted to pull it up for you. Okay. 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 So I just wanted you to see it's the, um, the Instagram and tell me what you like. It's, you can't see a lot because you can just, you can't see her face. It's just her butt. She's got some thongs. That said, it says daddy across the back. Mm-hmm. And what do you also see like in her little, what does it say? It says hashtag call her daddy, free the nips, confidence, only God can judge me, middle finger up, baddie, and a little winky emoji. Yeah. So. So you get it. You get it. Um, she also had a personal account that has over 3,000 followers. And it said, again, call her daddy. And I just, like, her parents have got to have known that. I mean, if you're well, seeing she's a grown-up, though. Like, what can you, what can they do? Okay, well, I'm going to get there, too. So her last post on her personal Instagram was about her grandmother. And it said... I'm sure many have already heard heaven gained another angel on Monday. My grandmother, Papa Jerry, was a hero to many. She is was selfless and perfect. I never imagined this day coming, but heaven couldn't wait for her. I love you, and I'll see you in a lifetime. So really little did she know that that lifetime would only be mm, a day or less a yeah. couple days away. So other than being what I would call risque on the internet Mm -hmm. she was studying to be a nurse and worked at a health science lab in mill creek utah as a lab associate now i'm gonna bring up this i am no way victim shaming or victim blaming her okay and i was a little hesitant to bring up all of this stuff. And I think that is why the media has shied away. A lot of it is because people nowadays talk about victim shaming and victim blaming. And I think even on that Addie episode that we did, she didn't want us to talk about the things that Addie did that were maybe less than of what people would say. Yeah. She had aggressive behavior herself, but you have to tell the whole story. So that's what we're doing here. And You know, I think that you can have any kind of sexual relationship that you want, but I'm pretty sure that prostitution is illegal in Utah. So Mm, I really don't suggest doing that. That's the one. Yeah. And this kind of service is that. I've always thought so. I always will. I mean, let's face it. People do it, but it doesn't mean it's safe. Yeah. And I think with the, like, growing awareness of human trafficking, I would be scared to death to meet somebody at 3 a.m. at a park for a Louis Vuitton. Oh, my gosh. Forget it. You know? And it's, like, it's just so scary. And it seems like, to me, from what I can see, is she was, like, a free-loving girl that had a very sexual side to her, but, and she wanted to do it to make money or have purses or whatever reason, but there are real dangers on the internet. Oh yeah. And I'm not sure if she ever 
met him before. We don't know that yet. He could have, she could have known him before. And he was like, hey, just meet me here and we'll go to, but he took, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know that yet. Um, when he goes to trial, especially if he pleads not guilty, then she probably will. Yeah. Then we will find out what, what, um, what exactly happened. Now, I think I mentioned on this episode that's going to come up that I went to a seminar about the dangers of internet and kids. And I know she wasn't a kid, but she was still going to college. So her parents had to have some sort of, they, they, you can have some sort of control. Like if you're paying for college, then you can be like, I'm going to know what you're doing until you're totally paying well, you for yourself. you got to be paying attention if your college age kid comes home with a Chanel bag. Yeah, right. <laughs> like they didn't get that working at the bookstore. Okay. Right. So anyways, when I went to the seminar, they, the woman got up and she said, nowadays you are either fuckable or invisible. And that's exactly what she said. And she said, and no one wants to be invisible. So that is so sad. Yeah. So guess what? These girls, they open their Instagram to everybody on this God green earth to look at them in bathing suits. And it's super scary. And these girls, even teenage girls, Sean had a coworker that had teenage girls and one of their Instagrams, I had like click, click. This is like a couple years ago. She was in high school and she has full on bikini pics with an open Instagram with over 3000 followers. I'm like, you don't know 3000 people. Right. And you know who mostly are looking at you? Dirty old men. Creeps. Yeah. Yeah. It's not okay. And parents have to be more aware Totally. So I don't think it's her fault. I don't think that anybody should be getting murdered. I think that murders are disgusting, but we got to keep ourselves safe. You got to, I mean, what, why do we do true crime? We do true crime because it's like, you got to be aware. Oh, this shit happens. For sure. Okay. So I'm curious though. What about this? Um, what is it called? Call your daddy. Call her daddy. Call her daddy podcast have they said anything about it because they're probably getting all this attention now they're loving it they're loving the attention i'm sure they're like getting so many downloads well, i mean me and you just downloaded so did somebody i else yeah what are they gonna say if you're a daddy don't murder babies yeah Sugar tell babies? people where you're going they should have like rules a in public place. service announcement yeah, public service yeah maybe they should like tell people where you're going when you know, when you're meeting someone. Yeah. If, if, you know, anybody. Yeah. Something. Gretchen gave me, Gretchen gave me advice today because, um, she wanted to give me advice on people that I have working in my house. And so she said, anybody that comes to your house, you take a picture of them and you ask them their name and you say, this is what I do for every single person that's ever been here. And that's it. Like, gives them what did you say you're like yeah because listen you just if they ask you further about it you just tell them I just tell them listen this is what I do for every single person that comes to my house because if my kids are gonna get kidnapped or I'm gonna get robbed it's always the person that was working on your house and listen I do it and I don't really like keep their pictures but I just feel like 
if they were thinking about robbing me or stealing my kids, they're like, well, maybe I'll do the next client's house because this lady, she's going to turn me in right away. Yeah. Because that's the first thing I'm going to do is hand the police a report of everyone that has worked on my house. You know, you could ask for their, a picture of their driver's license. I you should do that. credit. I stole that advice from Kathy Griffin, so I should. Oh, you did? I did. Yeah, that's a good, that's really yeah, good advice. But it's good, but I've done it for years. And I think if you are. Because my kids are so beautiful. Sugar, I know yeah, people want are. them. You're, if you are a sugar baby, you should definitely let your other sugar baby friends know exactly where you are all the time. Yeah, like, okay, so hey, sugar daddy. I think you should send me a picture, you know, your driver's license and you send that to your friend. And if they're not willing to do that, then find another sugar daddy. I know. Seems like there's a lot out there. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe they should have a tracker aside from their phone. A what? Like some other kind of tracker, like aside from their phone, you know, like a a secret kind of tracker situation. Like yeah. just like a tile or, you know, like one of those things, yeah. you know, listen. I mean, like if you're a sugar baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking that, um, okay, so I'm going to show you her picture. This is her. Oh, wow. So describe her if people haven't seen her, which I'm sure you have, but just, just. She looks like not what I imagined just seeing that butt picture. Yeah. She looks very. What? Yeah, I think you – she looks very wholesome. Yeah, she looks very She innocent. looks very much like your everyday college girl. Yeah. And this is the um, this is the guy. Oh, I don't like him. This is him when he got arrested. His pictures online are much more handsome. Like he's like in an army uniform in one and like she just looks, you know, cute. And they held a vigil for her last night at her college. Um, so, and her parents, I mean, it's a really sad story and I hope that this story doesn't go for not. Like, I think that there are probably a lot of girls doing the same things that she's doing and can, can maybe take from this and, and just keep themselves safer. For sure. Yeah. So that's kind of why I wanted to do it also, because I just want to say like, Everybody needs to be safe and we have to, as being women, you got to, you got to be aware. Yeah. And you know, she probably hadn't met him before. If she was meeting him like that late at night. That's what I had thought also. And so, I mean, that just goes to show you never let your guard down. Unless he like offered her some amazing deal that she couldn't refuse. And she was like, oh my God, I can, you know what? I'm going to just do it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we don't know. I think we will know more as especially if he goes to trial. But anyways, this story is for is only developing. So you will hear another episode on it after, uh, you know, we figure out what's going on. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So it'll be a, a, tool, a two-parter for sure, at least, because we want to find out, you know, what's the end story what they're actually going to figure out if they're going to give this guy the death penalty, but he's, he's a sure loser for sure. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. So, you know, I think about her family and what they're going through and I just, I pray for them. Totally. Yeah. So that was, that was today's episode. It was a sad one. They all are. They all are. I know. (laughs) 
<laughs> the twisty turny ones are kind of like interesting to me. The yeah. PTA president one. I mean, it's sad, but it's not sad. Oh, I got one coming up actually. You do. That's got a pretty good twisty turny. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um. So you guys, that was it. Follow us on Housewives of True Crime on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you like us, give us a five star on whatever you listen to us on Apple whatever else has star ratings all that some of them don't have ratings but some of them do and we would appreciate a five star if you would and if you really feel like awesome you can give us a little shout too you can write us write a little oh yeah you know we've had somebody named matt write one another dog yeah so nice it is so nice we really like it it really strokes our ego over here so thanks for listening we really do appreciate it clink 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 clink